This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 279. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on episode 279 we continue our look at the William Castle at Columbia box sets released by Indicator. We are starting the first movie in box set number two, Zots. Myself and Derek will be discussing that movie right after the first break. But before we get to that, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs a brand new week of podcasting coming at you starting right here on thursday we'll be bringing you a little bonus episode just to keep things flowing a nice even groove if everything goes according to plan that episode will feature an interview if everything is not going according to plan the episode on saturday will feature an interview so we'll see and that saturday episode will become your thursday episode suffice to say on saturday or on Thursday, there will be an episode with an interview, and those are interchangeable. The one that doesn't have the interview will have a movie review, because that seems logical. You brain fried yet? Um, Does it look like the Spaghetti Junction? Your synapses trying to work out what I'm saying? Because trust me, right now, I'm a bit confused myself, and uh, that's nothing to do with the fact that Zotz is a an experience and a half, as you'll hear when we get to it. On Sunday, 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 we return to the 88 Films Slasher Classic Collection. Now, I must say that there was originally a planned episode to drop on Saturday. That episode did not drop due to technical difficulties on my end, which I am very happy to see have been resolved. It did look for a small while like this computer was on its last legs and thus my ability to bring you the content that you like uh, was maybe in jeopardy but just when they thought it was out they pulled me back in and after an update things are now running pretty much as they were before much to my happiness. So that episode will now be rescheduled for probably somewhere later into the following month. So I'll have um, a kind of double bill of screener action from Arrows. Keep your eyes peeled for that when it lands. Over in the Teapots Collective tonight, you're getting where to begin with. We are looking at Troll Hunter with your reviews of Ghost Watch. And then this weekend into the following week, You'll get the next instalment of Opera Omnia. Myself and Bill Ransdell continuing our look at the works of David Fincher making our stop at Fight Club. And there are rules that you must obey that involve us not speaking much more about it till the episode drops. Um, so yeah, that is also on the, the schedule for this week. So plenty of content to keep you occupied, ladies and gents. Right, let's do this. We're going to take a short break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Zot's when return, myself and Derek will be discussing that movie right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All. 
sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Tom Poston. Zots. Julia Mead. Zots. Jim Backus. Zots. Fred Clark. Zots. Cecil Kellaway. Zots. What Zots? Well, if you've got Zots, you'll get the point. This is Professor Jonathan Jones, an ordinary, normal, everyday type absent-minded professor. Until he stumbles on a magic word that produces riotous results. Zots. What's Zots? It's the hardest word in the world to explain. Well, sir, it's this power I have. When you Zots a dull after-dinner speaker, you liven him up by slowing him down. Yes, yes, Carol. Very nice indeed, Abu. Thank you. When you throw a little Zots into a party, it really starts to jump. Would you be interested in a method to immobilize, even destroy, as you choose, every living thing within range of vision, ships, tanks, planes? How do you intend to go about this? Uh, light rays, uh, sound vibrations, black magic? Yes. I'm a human weapon. Plots to steal Zots land the professor in some hot spots. Zots! What Zots? It's the magic word for fun on land. Zots. Zots. At sea and in the air. Welcome back, ladies and gents. So, yeah, we are continuing our look at the William Castle at Columbia box sets from Indicator. We are cracking open the seal on box set number two. And, yeah, joining me for this entire season, this entire run, is my good buddy, Derek. How's it going? Well, we survived Zouts. <laughs> you know, you know uh, 
that was an experience and a half, Duncan. Uh, um, yeah, uh, just I mean, well, this is the first movie of the second box, box set, and it zots, um, and we kind of laughed about how different it sounded on the last episode when I read the synopsis, but it really does feel like a completely different entity. It's still got that castle humour in it for sure, but. Um, this the runtime on this one is a bit less than some of the other ones we've watched, but this movie feels like it's got an anchor against it. I like it, this didn't this felt like closer to two hours than it did the close to the hour and a half it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It took me like two viewings to actually get through it. Yeah, because <laughs> I needed a break. I'm like, okay, he's going to Washington. Well, we'll get into it, but he's like going to Washington and shit. I'm like. Okay, this is a perfect time to shut this movie off. And yeah, <laughs> we'll watch part two later on. Uh, right, let's give some deets about this one. Obviously directed by William Castle. It's based on the the book by Walter Carrig. Um, screenplay was done by Ray Russell. Uh, stars Tom Poston, Julia Mead, Jim Backus, Fred Clark, Cecil Calloway, Zem North, Margaret Dumont. <laughs> So wait, Lee Russell from There Must Be Destroyed on Site wrote the screenplay for this? Hey, Ray Russell, sorry. Did I say Lee Russell? Oh, you did. <laughs> Lee Russell, yes. I've got Lee, I've always got Lee in my mind. He knows that. Uh, Ray Russell, Ray Russell, double R. Oh. Double R. Um, and some other folks. Some pieces actually that I have seen in other things from around this time. So it's kind of a hodgepodge of of lots of different, kind of mostly character actors. Like the, the actors that you would see appearing, making these kind of very stereotypical, caricatured, almost pigeonholed roles. Um, the synopsis for this one is a professor comes into possession of an amulet with magical powers. And that is bang on the money, IMDB. Um, I, I mean, I'll briefly expand on that synopsis. We have a professor of ancient languages who... For some re- for some unknown reason, gets sent a amulet, which I m- must have the most writing on any amulet ever, because it <laughs> takes him about four days and about seven pages to decipher it. But this amulet, once deciphered, grants him the power of an ancient god called Z- Zot, um, and Zot bestows upon him three powers. The first power is if he points at someone, they double over in pain. If he says the word Zot. Um, directed at someone, they will move in slow motion, which, which yeah, like appears to work sometimes, but not other times. But we'll get into that. Uh, as does the pointing thing, seems to work sometimes, not other times. Uh, and if he points at someone and says the word zots, they burst into flames and die. Which I mean, for a comedy, <laughs> that's the bit I was like, yikes. Um, so. Yeah, so essentially we follow him primarily as he's trying to make the case for deanship at the university he works at, uh, whilst courting a fellow professor. But his powers are attracting the attention, mostly because he's bringing it upon himself, of other forces, maybe in the government uh, or in foreign governments. And that's kind of really the setup to this one. But like I say, it feels like. It feels like he takes a long time to finish. <laughs> I mean, he gets the coin quick. He gets his power quick. He's just... Lean into the fact he's 
he's a kind of straight cut guy. We would call him probably straight edge nowadays. No drink, no almost a vegan. Uh, you know, what I mean? <laughs> he's just very like eats very clean. He, he, he's addicted to sauerkraut juice, which is the weirdest fucking. Because I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing either. Um, and it seems rank uh for, for lack of a better word rank is a scottish slang word for not nice um so it doesn't sound nice at all and the thing about it right is it does have a particular sense of humor to it which i associate with the playful side of william castle and some of it is very 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 funny i mean like the idea of him cycling with uh, essentially a lectern on the front of his cycle, uh, his bike, so he can <laughs> read while he's cycling, and all the anarchy that happens around it is very kind of silent movie comedy. I, I, I really, I, I dug that. Yeah. I think some, some of, I think he's actually, I think, and should be no surprise to anyone. I think Tom Poston is really funny in this. He's, like, he's got great comedic timing. He's a very engaging actor to watch. I think the problem is that. The story doesn't really have legs to take it through an hour and a half. The powers that he attains um, are like, like I say, weirdly inconsistent. He says in the, he says the word zots loads, and no one goes in slow motion. Sometimes they do go in slow motion, but then I thought he had to maintain eye contact with them. Sometimes he doesn't need to maintain eye contact with them. Um, he seems very cavalier about just killing animals in this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, killing animals. Almost you know, crashing, crashing a plane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just seems like very... I, I, it just... I don't know. It, it struck me about 25 minutes into it. It struck me that I wasn't entirely sure if I was enjoying the movie much. I was certainly smiling at bits, but I wasn't necessarily... I want, you know, like we were coming off Sardonicus and we were like, this movie is fucking legit good. And then we're coming to this one, and I'm like, eh, should William Castle have been making comedies? Maybe the, the art of what makes him an engaging director is that he puts a kind of tongue-in-cheek spin on the horror genre, and yeah. when he goes out to do out-and-out comedies, that's, you know, we need that dark element in there, out with Death of Animals, we need that dark element for it to work. What was your, what was your thoughts on this one? Because it was the first time watched for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, I kind of do like the concept of the movie overall because mm -hmm. it's kind of has like, you know, it's like the mask. This, yeah, yeah. It's you mean much, it's yeah, like, like it's been done loads before, well, done loads yeah. after, but yeah, yeah. It's kind of has like that weird like little Lovecraftian thing where you have like this ancient thing that's involved with the ancient god, you know, which could have been a very interesting plot, but it, you know, it has like that old time Hollywood beats which. For a modern audience and for modern eyes, it's like it's a little slower pace and it has a lot of like montage of him going to like the thing that you know, like I was telling Duncan off air or like before we got into the actual review, when he goes to have like meetings with the US armies and military in different areas, he's like and you know, it's like a montage and it's, it feels like it's like ten minutes long. And, uh, you know, yeah, it goes on and on. It's one. It's the one joke as well. Like everyone he's pointing at, and like this is the thing that, like, once again, it's inconsistent. He's inconsistency. He's very mindful that he can't point at people. Like after about the third time he's done it, he's very mindful that he can't do it. Yet when he goes to the Pentagon, arguably the most secure and dangerous place, he's just willy nilly pointing at everyone. And that scene does go on. They use the same gag 
back to back about five times in the space of a 15 minute film sequence. And I was just like, ugh, <laughs> make it stop. And, and, you know, and there's, there's this weird like love triangle thing with uh, the Kilgore character, which is the other teacher that's fucking, you know, trying to uh, get the deanship and uh, the new professor of Virginia who. Her interest was kind of interesting because she appears naked at his door, which is good on you, movie. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, there's this weird, like, love triangle thing. It's like him trying to verse for the deanship and also trying to fight for the love of this woman. It's kind of a little too much, you know. And it's kind of weird with, like, some of the sexism thing. Like, you know, uh, his niece there, Cynthia, is dating actually Kilgore's son. And, I guess he was married before and is the wife they didn't really explain it but you know and you know he's kind of like trying to rape her while they're actually ironically watching homicidal at the drive-in mm -hmm. which was kind of <laughs> hilarious uh legitimately one of my favorite scene of the movie is the whole columbia intro though where the columbia lady is actually talking to william castle yeah uh you know what's zout i'm like what i was because at first i'm like what what the fuck's happening you know, i was expecting it the columbia lady to actually talk you know, it was weird you know this movie has a weird tone to it probably like you know it has some dark stuff which i feel like if it was a little bit darker i would have been okay with a lot of the shit in it you know maybe if there was some pre-oppressions with having this gift mm -hmm. and he felt bad having it at the same time but he didn't. He was like, oh, I'm going to kill this rat. <laughs> Look at that. It's like you a know? rat holocaust as well. It's not just one rat. He brings he, he brings a, a whole, like, a whole... Cage hole. Yeah. A, <laughs> a whole plague spreader of, um, like, like, and then just releases them all. And what was his plan here? Like, was he just going to, like, try and track them all down? And just, like, so we're talking about mass genocide here of mice. Um... Imagine if this did get into the wrong hands, and you know, mm. you know that's the scary thing. You know, this could have this could have been so dark. You could have had like a fucking dark, humorous end into it, where it could have been like Return of Living Dead, and everyone fucking died. Yeah, I would have been hit. I would have been okay with it, kind of. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously, you know, it had this movie does have a lot of beats of like a maybe like a extended twilight zone episode Remember yes. like in the fourth season when they did like the hour long ones mm -hmm. this feels like a longer one of that and you know i wish it kind of had like a dark ending of one of those yeah i think it does i think we you're right on that one is i think the premise itself the idea is fun but i don't think it's feature length if you know what i mean it yeah just, exactly it, it runs out of steam like you say, when it runs at steam in the university, we're gonna go to Washington. When it runs at steam at Washington, we're gonna go back and do the dean thing, and then we're gonna do the the KGB. yeah KGB thing, and then we're gonna go back to the Washington thing. And it's just very, I, I don't know. I just it kind of feels like long vignettes, all just kind of stitched together of different. So what if he goes here with the coin? What if he tries to speak to the government? What if he, you know, and. It, it, it just didn't... Like I say, I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. I, I was entertained. I just found it slow and laborious yeah. to get through. And I was very aware that yeah. I was checking my phone about the hour mark going, there is still 24 minutes of this movie still to go. Yeah, the, you know, like when the whole Russian thing happened, it was like... You know, I, I, that's when I was like, how much longer is this movie? And I look at my phone and like... <laughs> is he going to Russia? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, you know, they like hired a plane. They're like, there's this whole scene where he has to get strip searched yeah. for the coin. Yeah, which I kind of like that he had the coin in his mouth. And he's very like, that's what I mean. There's little subtle, little subtle, like, see, see if he had to see if this this movie had taken a wicked turn and he'd ended up in Soviet, you know, Soviet Russia taking on Stalin, then yeah, maybe you have my attention, but yeah, I, I just I don't know, I don't know, and it's shot well. I mean, once again, yeah. it's it yeah, has it's not that... a badly shot movie or made. It's just yeah. some of the humor and you know, it's not. I don't know how this actually performed in like the time it came out in, but I could see because you, the next movie it's, it goes back to kind of like that horror trope. So it yeah. must have not did well in that sense. Uh, but you know, I still had fun with some aspects of it. It was always fun to see Cecil Calloway, and yeah. he's a guy I always love seeing him he's in one of my favorite movies of all time the beast from Twenty Thousand phantoms mm -hmm. uh, and like all some of the old universal classics of the day and he plays the dean in this so i love the reaction where he's like he just sends him to a psychiatrist yeah the psychiatrist is kind of like the psychiatrist is brilliant like their interactions are really 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 great and that's what i mean like the those sort of things i think work for the movie like those because that scene doesn't go on long yeah. So you could have like shorter scenarios. It's when the scenarios go out too long to the point that you're like, it was still, <laughs> it was still in the Pentagon. <laughs> like you know, it's that sort of stuff. It just felt, I don't know. I just, yeah, it just felt like the, the the pacing was all wrong in the movie in certain bits, and as a yeah. result, I I I kind of felt just I, I, there was a, a degree of lethargy just kind of washes over you while you're while you're going through it. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure, and you know, like there's this whole like fucking ten minutes. The last ten minutes, the movie's just him fucking flowing down. <laughs> it's the longest <laughs> needless scene ever. I mean, it just goes on and on, and I'm like, right, we get it. He's moving, and so, and once again, that doesn't make sense in the confines of the movie. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's fantasy movie one hundred and one. There's a lot of things like that. You know, it's like we were. T I was talking off here. Like, a, I know you haven't seen it yet, but Godzilla versus Kong is a big dumb movie, mm -hmm. and you know, there's some dumb things in it that you know I just shut my brain off because if I think too hard, and I'm like, when I'm watching it with like the family, I'm gonna like, but if I look at it like a podcast, I'm like, this movie fucking sucks, you know. <laughs> and I said, it's like one of those things, you know. And I was reviewing this as a podcaster, and there are some things that really bug me on this viewing of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's it. I think I think in the right setting, um, I think yeah, I, I think you're right. In the right setting, I think this movie maybe works a bit better. But I think with a reviewer's cap on, I think it's it, you know you, you look at some scenes, you look at and like I say, it has that kind of Hollywood lot shot feel about it. You know, it's 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 you know very staged and well done that way. The the character actors have got in are are you know really good at what they do and they deliver the lines well um even the score the score is fun and playful in this movie so i, I enjoy yeah. that but it's just it's just a story that stretched out far too long i think it, it it suffers in pacing and as a result it started to lose my interest not all the way consistently through it but just lost my interest throughout so um i don't really have any i, I feel like we're shortchanging it but I genuinely don't have anything else left to say. Is there anything you want to kind of mop up at the end here on this? No, I'm I'm just really curious because two movies from now we're actually gonna because Tom Poston actually mm -hmm. is in the uh, the old Dark House remake, which is 
kind of a more playful version of that story. Yes. So I'm curious how that works with him in that movie. You know, I'm kind of glad he did get the work to Castle, even though I haven't seen that movie yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious because that's more of a comedy, comedy version of the old Dark House story. Yeah. Which I think could work because it'll have like that element of like the old kooky house and shit, which is usual William Castle fair, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm just curious. And, you know, I'm curious to see what else the movies later on bring because you know. Uh, I'm not saying this is a bad movie by say. It's just one that I won't go back. Maybe I'll check out like the commentary track or something down the line or something. But it's going to be a while before I do that with this one. Someone that I'll rush back to watch again. Well, let's talk grades then. So, one is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, five is loved it, point fives are allowed. What are you giving Zots, Derek? I'm... In between a two and a three, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I think that's a fair rating for it. There's a lot of stuff I did like about it, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't like about it too, but I didn't hate it. I am, I'm with you 100%. It's 2.5 for me as well for pretty much exactly the reasons that you've just said. Um, the next movie we're doing uh, is the following year, so it's in 1963. It's 13 Frightened Girls, so we're moving slowly back to something a bit more thriller-esque. Um, synopsis for this one as listed on IMDb is while attending a school for diplomats daughters a teenage daughter of an American ambassador uses her access to various embassies to engage in espionage so I've never heard of this one so I don't know <laughs> well well, it has frightened girls in the title so that's some hope you know. yeah we'll see, we'll see how it goes uh, once again uh, oh wow uh, Murray Hamilton's in it Oh, there we go. You know he's going to send some people to the water. <laughs> so, uh, that'll be interesting because you'll be young in this movie. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we're going next. Um, Derek, you are a busy guy. You do podcasts and stuff. What have you got coming up and where can people check them out? Sure. Uh, as you know uh, from the moment of this recording, uh, Cinema Attack episode 54 was released. I think it was 54 or 53. You know, like I said the last time, losing track of the numbers now because we're in the double digits Mm -hmm. but uh you know we did an episode on uli bull films that was fucking torture why do you hate yourself (laughs) well well everyone's like well i was on skype one night and everyone's like you only review good movies like yeah you want to hear about movies i hate here we go yeah i I get that sometimes like like when people try and guilt you into you should just review all movies and i'm like yeah I, i mean i could but if I'm sitting down wanting to, it's different if it's a brand new movie and it's been sent in for a screener. Or, but generally, I buy movies that I like. I don't go my way to buy movies I dislike. So, if I'm going to review them, they're most likely going to be movies that, like, if you look at the the, the ratio, the hit ratio here, I think maybe less than five percent of the movies ever reviewed on podcasts under the stairs are movies that I consider as bad movies. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's like, you don't, why would you exhaust yourself? There's plenty of podcasts out there beating up the genre, you know. What I mean, or any genre, yeah. pretty much. So yeah. why would I want to join that? Yeah, you know, but you know, I still had fun talking about the movies either yeah. way because you know, it was, you know, especially Blood Rain, which is kind of like my type of bad movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, because it has meatloaf with a bunch of naked 
hooker vampire chicks in it. So it's like, okay, this is my type of movie to talk about. I'm reviewing this one, you know. But uh, yeah, that's just out now, and we're actually doing a good show that should be out by the time this episode is out. Nice. We're uh, doing some modern video game movies with a special guest. Should be there. I won't say on this air, just in case. Knock on wood. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then uh, No More Room in Hell, we're actually recording next weekend the, the Czechoslovakian show. It's Czechoslovakia. It's like going to Wisconsin. <laughs> we're going to be looking at Valerie and her Week of Wonders and the Noonday Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a fun time. And uh, Underwater Kaiju, uh, still looking for a date. You know, it's just tough with, you know, us all having multiple podcasts. Yeah. Just setting a date and stuff for that. But, you know, getting there soon. And uh, uh, they're here. Same thing. Uh, Lacey's been busy with uh, her new uh, podcast and uh, Cut to the Chase, which is fine. You know, our show is kind of like that laid back show where we're like, we'll just do an episode when we got time to do it, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, we're actually been talking about some ideas for future shows. So look out for those in the future. We're going to set up a plan in the future. But uh, that's about it for me. You know, nothing. A few guest spots that are, haven't been released yet, so I won't talk about them. But uh, that's about it. Nice, nice. Well, you will be joining me in a couple of weeks' time and we will be doing 13 Frightened Girls. Although, when I say it like that, that sounds pervy as fuck. So we will be reviewing 13 Frightened Girls, which sounds a bit more respectable for two upstanding gentlemen like ourselves. Oh yeah, you know, we're going to get those sunglasses on and get going. <laughs> right, I'm going to take my final break in this episode. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 279 with the review of Zots, the first film in the second William Castle at Columbia box set. We're going to work our way back through that sound bitch and put those box sets to bed. Thanks very much to Derek for spending some time under the stairs discussing that. Uh, surprisingly underwhelming movie if we're being honest there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs wherever you're listening to us right now hit subscribe that way you get access to the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapots content don't stop there though subscribe to the Teapots collective and you get access to where to begin with Opera Omnia Doing the Nasty and Chronicle that is all available for you over there oh yes it is ladies and gents Oh yes, it is. Jump to the website tputzcast.com you find all the shows under that website as well as access to Jaws is Shite and other regrettable outbursts, the sideshow that myself and Baz do with the lucky mucky pups, Scott and Liam versus Evil. It's a ton of fun, usually involves alcohol and us regaling you, the dear listeners, with weird stories from around the world and terrible life choices. That's right. You can interact on that one as well. Send in your funny stories to regrettablepod at gmail.com. The next episode will drop a week on Friday. So yeah, that will be coming. In fact, actually, it'll be dropping this Friday. That's even better, isn't it? You'll be getting it this Friday. Friday. I'm not going to finish it. You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so do that, please. On the merch side, tputzcast.bigcartel.com and on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast or for Teaputs Collective, just simply facebook.com forward slash tputzcast or Jaws the Shite and Regrettable Outburst is just simply 
facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. Mm, see how we did that there. Keeping the brand in on fleek, ladies and gents. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teapotscast for the podcast under the stairs. You can reach out and interact with myself and Baz on those twin bastions, those prongs of super sexiness. Now, oh, the podcast under the stairs is returning on Thursday with a bonus episode. And like I say, it's either going to feature an interview and a review or it's just going to be a movie review and that interview is going to land on Saturday but keep your eyes peeled because I've got a really interesting one and a super cool movie that you can watch right now that you can check out and until then wherever you are where the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off <laughs>